taking money and getting paid on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit, the ultimate list building, tagging, and segmentation tool. To find out how ConvertKit can change your business and double your profits, go to servedomaster.com backslash ConvertKit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. You get that first meeting. You have that first chance to talk to someone about your product and you're so excited just to get a chance to talk about your new business, talk about what you're doing online. And you don't really expect anything beyond that. You're just excited to talk about your new venture. And you have this meeting or you go speak at a local little event and someone goes, oh, amazing, can I hire you right now? And you have that moment where someone's ready to give you money and you're not ready to take it. Because you didn't prepare, because you didn't think it would happen, you're suddenly in this situation where not only do you look like an amateur, but you're literally leaving money behind because you didn't prepare yourself and you didn't believe in yourself enough. And so today I wanna take you through and really explain the process of taking money when you work for yourself, when you're an independent contractor. And we're gonna go through a couple of different ways to do it. Most of these are ways where you have a level of control over what you're charging and the way your system works. We can't cover every single possible different of the million ways to charge online, but I wanna cover the main systems that I use and the most popular systems and the systems that people trust the most and why we use them in different ways. The first type of system that people use uh, for doing business online is kind of a system that handles everything. This is where the person purchases something from you, but they don't really pay you. They pay the company that they trust in between. This is what happens, for example, if someone hires you on Fiverr. Someone hires you on Fiverr, the person's PayPal money request, right? It says, oh, please send $5 to pay to Fiverr. It doesn't say, please send $5 to Jonathan. This is where there's an intermediary that has a level of trust. So for example, I've hired people on Fiverr before who didn't do the job. And it's been a whole spectrum, anywhere from five to $80. And every once in a while, you'll hire someone, they'll do a, they won't do a very good job or they'll ask for more money. And so then you say, oh no, cancel the project, send my money back. And sometimes they don't want to, but you just message support and you get your money back because there's an intermediary that's actually controlling the money. You have the ability to ask this third party for a refund. That's really the sign that you're using one of these systems. Another system that's just like this is ClickBank. If you purchase a product from me on ClickBank, if you purchase Kindle Sniper, which is my main ClickBank product, if you purchase this product and you aren't happy, you have, instead of 30 days, you have 60 days to refund. And you may notice it's the only product where I offer a 60-day refund period. That's because that's ClickBank's rule, not mine. And if you want a refund, you don't even have to talk to me. With ClickBank, they are so pro-consumer, they always err on the side of the customer. So you don't have to do anything. If you want a refund, you click a link in an email and they automatically send your money back. It's one of the challenges as a ClickBank vendor is that you can't fight a dishonest refunder. So you actually have to stop. There are people who buy every product at ClickBank, refund them all, and then put them on websites to try and sell them. You know, in every market, there's someone who's dishonest. You can't stop that person at the refund point. You have to block them from ever making the purchase. It's the only way to stop their access. But that's a system that leans heavily towards the customer, but that's because they do trillions of dollars in business. And to avoid even the appearance of impropriety, they always lean towards the customer. 
And I totally get that and I use them for certain things and there's a lot of great things about that platform. Another similar platform that does almost the same thing that's kind of a newer platform is Software Projects. Same thing. I don't use Software Projects very much. I'm much more of a ClickBank guy. But it's the same type of system where someone sends you traffic. Any affiliate who sends a customer to you through ClickBank, ClickBank handles all the money, takes all the money and then pays everyone involved. So you never handle an affiliate's money. This is where most affiliates start because they don't know the people they're promoting and this way they know they're going to get paid. What ClickBank provides more than anything else is a level of trust. And that level of trust is very expensive. They charge a high fee. I don't know what the exact percentage is because I haven't looked lately, but they're more expensive than most other options. I know that software projects, for example, I was helping my friends who did a launch on that platform, charges a dollar per sale plus, I think, 8% for using their platform. When you compare charging directly through American Express, which is the most expensive credit card to process, that usually is at the top end 6%. So if you directly process a credit card yourself through American Express, you pay 6%, it's 2% less annual hit with that dollar. And that dollar really adds up when you're doing, when you have a product that costs 37 or $47, that dollar's a pretty high percentage. It starts to add up, it's another two, 3%. So you might end up paying 10 or 11% per transaction. But you pay that additional fee for the level of trust it provides. So this is where most people who get into online marketing start first. The great thing about uh, these platforms is that they don't charge you any fee to sign up. The second level of uh, payment processor is very similar. These are, again, shopping carts that are quite simple. A simple shopping cart, which is the next step beyond this, might be Warrior Plus or JVZoo. These don't have the full payment processing ability. You have to connect them to one of your other accounts. But what they do, and we'll circle back to this in a moment, but they again handle a lot of the transaction for you and handle a lot of the affiliate process. So when your shopping cart and your affiliate stuff is all hooked together, that's where you get something like Warrior Plus or JVZoo that often charge you per transaction. That's what they have in common with ClickBank and software projects. Instead of a flat fee or a monthly fee, they charge you as part of the transaction. But circling back, the actual machine that takes money, the actual code that takes the credit card number and checks to see if it's real and pulls the money off the credit card, that's called a payment processor. And I like to use really simple ones. The really simple ones that work really well are called Stripe, they're called Square, Braintree, or PayPal. All of these are great because you can sign up and be active in less than three days. Braintree takes the longest at 48 to 72 hours to approve, but Stripe and Square, you can often be taking money the same day you set up. What's great about Stripe and Square is that they both will give you uh, a little thing you can plug into your cell phone, this little electronic reader, and you can actually swipe a credit card. Now you might be thinking to yourself, that's dumb, why would I ever want to do that? Credit card fees, a big part of that percentage they charge you when you take money on a credit card is for their fraud prevention. The more likely a credit card is to be fraud, the higher the percentage the credit card company takes. So if you take a purchase online, for example, and you only take credit card number, person's name, and expiration date, that's a very high fee. If you also take the three digits on the back and the person's home address and the phone number so they, can have, they have more verification points, your fee will go down a little bit. And even lower than that, is when you swipe a credit card because then they know that you've seen the physical credit card. See, if you have a photograph of someone's credit card, if you have a photograph of the front and back, you can charge stuff online all day long. So that's why that's a high, easier to commit that fraud, but to do it with the actual credit card, you have to have stolen the physical piece of plastic. 
that is the least common type of credit card fraud. That's the least common type of crime, which is where someone takes it and makes the purchase in person. Because of that, you'll be charged a lower fee. So anytime you have the opportunity, especially if it's a single purchase and you're doing it in person, being able to swipe a credit card is really cool because it looks professional and it will also cost you less money. And Stripe and Square and Braintree, they're all pretty similar in, what, in their functionality. I mostly use Square for sending out invoices. If I'm sending someone a bill and saying, hey, please send me $200, please send me $1,000 for something I've already done or for a project about to start, like a flat fee, that type of thing where it's really custom. I tend to use Square for that, PayPal. I do that for some of my clients who prefer to pay back via PayPal. Stripe and Braintree, I more and more use to interact with my shopping cart. We'll get back to shopping carts in the end. I mentioned them a second ago. I'm sorry if this is getting really complicated. I do explain this on the servedomaster.com backslash book page, which is the follow-up to my book, and I have more explanation there. But just to give you a rough idea of how these different systems work, because it's really, really important. What's great about all of these is that you can sign up and be active in the same day. The next level, number three, is more advanced processors, or really, in my experience, they're just more expensive. They're payment processors, and I've been with a few of these in the past. They'll charge you a bunch of money. They'll make it really hard for you to set up your system. They'll often freeze your money or say you have to hold a rolling reserve. My first payment processing account, they kept 10% of everything I made for the first year. They charged me exorbitant fees as well. I had to pay a monthly fee. I had to pay a percentage of every transaction. And even recently, I actually caught one of these companies still dipping money out of my bank account, even though we haven't done business together in years and years. So my experience, if you want to go with a more complicated payment processor, and if you're doing large volumes of money, you may have to do that. If you want to move a quarter million dollars a week in transactions, then eventually you do have to go to these more advanced payment processors. But my experience has always been that they're all dishonest across the board. They charge you more, they make it harder, and they all treat you like garbage. I've never had a good experience with one of these companies. And you can spend a month, two months, three months trying to set up where they'll finally let you take money. And they make you jump through all these hoops just so they can overcharge you. And they tend to cost you two to three times more than a company like Square, Stripe, or Braintree. And that's why I use those companies, because they're the cheapest ones and they're really good. Now, I have heard from people recently that they've had problems, this is the first time I ever heard this, with Stripe because there's not an 800 number you can call. They had some problems with the transaction, but they had really good experiences with Braintree. And then at the same hand, Braintree is owned by PayPal. There's people that have had bad experiences there. That's why I use all of them so that if one has a problem, I can rotate very quickly. For me to rotate, all my payment processing takes about two minutes. And there are services that will actually do it automatically for you, but I'm not at the level where I actually need that. Now, with all of these services, once you're beyond using something like Fiverr, ClickBank, or software projects, once you're actually processing the money yourself, once the person is paying you or your company instead of a third party, you then need something that kind of controls the pricing and sets up everything. See, with these payment processors, you can send someone a specific bill. Like you're in a restaurant and you say, here's how much you owe me. This is the exact number. It's custom. And you create the number in the moment. But if you're selling something online where it's always the same price, what you need is a shopping cart. And that's where the person sees the price. They can add different items to it. And then they click checkout. And they'll enter their credit card number. And that will go into the shopping cart who then passes it on to the payment processor. It's a little bit confusing and it's a little bit technical. There's actually layers beyond the payment processor, but the basic idea is if you visit my website and you make a purchase, say you buy one of my courses, you buy a blueprint for $7, 
The form you see is from Pay Kickstart. That's who designs the custom form. That's my shopping cart. Now behind Pay Kickstart, different people might process the payment. You can make a PayPal payment that goes through Braintree or PayPal, or you can pay with a credit card and it might go through Stripe or Braintree depending upon which one I have switched on at any given time. So the shopping cart is facing and it allows me to use different backend services. It also allows me to create a really custom cool looking page. That's where you see uh, if you buy something and then you see another offer right afterwards, that comes from the shopping cart. So the shopping cart is really about customer facing the customer experience and controlling what the customer is buying. And then the payment processor is really the computer that checks the credit card and actually takes the money out and then sends the money into your bank account. So the money you get paid, it never goes to the shopping cart. Now there's two types of shopping carts. I mentioned earlier two platforms called Warrior Plus and JVZoo, and this is where I started. These types of shopping carts, these platforms, charge a percentage. So you pay per transaction. You pay a little bit extra percentage to use these platforms. These are good if you're a small time and you're just starting out and they have a lot of trust and there's some cool things about them. I know the owners of both companies. Um, they've been around for each five or six years, something in that range. Warrior Plus might be a full seven years, but they're in the range, right? A little under the decade. And what's good about these systems, if you're just starting out, you don't have to pay any fees recurring. For a system like Pay Kickstart or Sam Card or Nanocast, you have to pay around $100 a month. I think it's $97 to $90, $99 a month for each of these platforms if you're a shopping cart. So I pay Pay Kickstart every month $99. The only reason to go in that direction is if your transaction fees with something like JVZ would be more than $100 a month. Depending on these different platforms, each charge a couple percentage points, but let's say you're doing a $1,000 sale. You're, all you're selling is phone coaching, or all you're selling is your high-level coaching, and you're charging $1,000. Well, a single transaction fee of a couple of percentage points might start creeping up towards $100. If the full transaction fee was 10%, it would be $100. You sell two or three coaching things a month, and suddenly it makes more sense to change platforms like I've done. Now, it's really about finding out what works best for you and what you like about them. The advantages of platforms like Warrior Plus, JVZoo, and even ClickBank and Software Projects is that they generate affiliates for you. They have an army of people that promote offers within there that trust those systems and they have that built-in network and eventually uh, Pay Kickstart is going to build one of those networks but they don't have it right now. It's a newer platform. They're doing a lot of customization and that's why I really like them. Again, I like to work with companies where I know the people behind them or I've used them a lot in the past. And Pay Kickstart, my friend Mark, is the guy who built the software. We've worked together and worked and paid each other money and worked on projects and done stuff for more than seven years together. And so every time I run a new problem, and I ran into a problem over this weekend, I can message Mark, and he personally makes sure it gets taken care of. So that level of access is very, very valuable to me, that ability to customize. You want to be able to take money right away. Even if you're just starting out and you're not sure which direction you're going to go in, you can set up your Stripe, you can set up your Braintree, you can set up your PayPal, you can set up all your Square accounts, you can have all four set up so that when it's time to take money, you're actually able to do it. They all have phone apps. So you can just talk to someone and put money right into your phone. You don't have to have a computer with you and you seem very professional. You never know when the chance to accept money is gonna happen. There's so many ways to take money online and I'm worried that this lesson even in itself is getting too complicated. So I really recommend just starting very simple in a way that you understand. So a really great place to start would be to simply use, if you're selling products, a service like ClickBank is a really great place to start because they handle everything for you. You don't have to get confused by bank accounts and all that stuff and they just send you money every Wednesday. If you really want to try something more advanced, 
the reason I use, one of the reasons I use paid Kickstarter is because I have so many products. Every single blueprint I make is a separate product within my system. And so I need a system that can handle all that and kind of track all those cross promotions. And I have a lot of stuff in the back end too, inside my membership area and all that integration. And I need something that really connects with that and everything is automated. So anytime someone makes a purchase, they get immediate access to what they ordered. And whenever I have a problem in the software, that's when, that's when Mark's phone rings the most and he has to fix stuff for me. I really recommend starting out either with something like ClickBank or something simple like Warrior Plus or JVZoo. And they'll walk you through setting up your Stripe account or setting up your PayPal account. And if you get, get kind of confused, you can always email me, podcast at servnomaster.com, and I'll be glad to kind of walk you through stuff again and kind of show you the differences. But starting out really simple is the way you want to do it. It's easy to get overwhelmed. If you type in payment processors online and try and do a search, you'll see so many answers that you feel overwhelmed. And I speak with experience because I work with platforms that I was very unhappy with. And I also pay a lot of attention to the people around me, what they use and what they don't like to use. And for certain systems, when you start making a lot of money, you'll run into a wall. I don't recommend using PayPal as your primary payment processor. It's okay for doing some transactions, for doing small transactions, but if you have a really successful day with PayPal, let's say you are selling a product for $7 and you just hit. A bunch of affiliates notice what you're doing because you're on JVZoo or Warrior Plus platform and you end up selling two, 3,000 units, okay? You suddenly have a PayPal account that's moving massive amounts of money but all through small transactions and they don't know you. When this happens, and this has happened to a bunch of friends of mine, hasn't happened recently, but this, that's because most of my friends now have been in the business for a while, but a lot of my friends, their PayPal accounts got frozen for six months. Now I know people who eventually, they were able to get it back within a couple of weeks or two months because they had some connections at PayPal. The reason PayPal does this is because it looks like fraud. It looks like you're running a bunch of stolen credit cards because you haven't done this type of transaction before. And so it can be very disconcerting to look in your PayPal account and see that you have $50,000 and the next day to be locked out and to be said, we're keeping your money for six months. And I personally, I have a problem with someone taking all my money. One of my friends, he had to fire his entire company when this happened because PayPal froze their payroll. They froze payroll. This is a reason why you also don't want to leave a huge balance in PayPal. Some people set it up to withdraw all their PayPal every single night, but this is why you don't want to leave a balance of ten or fifty or $100,000 in your PayPal account just in case it gets frozen. This is a little caveat. This doesn't happen very often. It's very unlikely that PayPal will actually steal and keep the money, but because they're not a bank, PayPal operates on this fine line where they're not exactly a bank. They handle a lot of transactions. They let you keep a balance, but they don't have to follow the banking rules. Banks can't lock your money away from you. They're not allowed to do that. But PayPal can because they're not quite a bank. When this happens, it's basically the nightmare scenario. And this is why you don't want to suddenly run everything through them. And this is why you need other payment processors. If you place an order through me, you'll notice that it says, hey, do you want to use PayPal or do you want to pay with a credit card? When you make a payment through PayPal, it instantly goes into my PayPal account. I can immediately spend the money if I want to. I can immediately make a purchase using my own PayPal funds, or I can use a PayPal debit card and withdraw the money instantly. Those are my options. I can also withdraw the money to my bank account and then spend the money other ways in a few days. If you make a purchase through credit card and it goes through Braintree or Stripe, it takes three to five business days and the money is one, one day in Stripe and the next day it's just in my bank account. So there's no intermediary. And again, with these platforms, I've only heard of this happening once, but it happened to one of my friends with Stripe. They were transacting so much money that Stripe 
Stripe decided to hold a certain amount of money for a while. They decided they needed to hold a rolling reserve or things like that. It's very rare, and that happened when he was doing something around a quarter of a million dollars. So it's a huge amount of money where it happens, but you can't hit these triggers, and that's why you absolutely want to have multiple payment processors set up and the ability to switch on the fly. I use my payment processors differently all the time. I invoice with Square. If I take a purchase in person, I swipe that credit card with Square. Very simple. Stripe I mostly use for taking credit cards just like I do Braintree. So they each do something a little bit different. Stripe and Braintree are very similar. They're basically my backups for each other. Being able to take money in different ways is important because you never know when it's gonna happen, when you need to be ready. And I like all these platforms because they don't charge you anything. I'm not gonna name the names of any of the companies that I don't like that charge you a monthly fee. The one thing you can't do with most of these systems is set up a recurring payment. Let's say you want someone to pay you $97 a month recurring. You're selling a coaching program or a membership area, something like that. People won't be able to do that through Square. Square doesn't do recurring. For PayPal, you have to set up a really complicated link and you have to call it a subscription unless you pay extra to have PayPal business, which you gotta pay like $30 a month for and get approved, it's kinda of complicated. But when you have your shopping cart in front of it, the shopping cart handles that element where they reprocess the card once a month. So if you have a recurring payment through JVZoo, for example, someone pays JVZoo every month, they handle that recurring element of it, which is one of the most important things to people in business online. We wanted the ability to sell memberships because that's one of the most profitable types of products you can sell. That's the best business model out there. That's why people in software have all switched to a monthly payment. Rather than a single big payment, they charge small monthly. Look at Adobe. Look at what Microsoft is doing with Word. Instead of paying once, they want you to pay once a month, a much, much smaller number. Because over time, you end up paying way, way more without realizing it. People look at the old Adobe price, right? It used to be $1,200. Now you can get everything for $30 a month if you're a student. Seems like a great deal until you've been using the software for more than two years. Suddenly, you've now paid way more over time than you ever would have flat fee, and you're still paying to use it over and over again. As a vendor, this is a great business model. As the customer, you're paying more. Same thing with cell phones. It's way cheaper to pay a flat fee for your cell phone. I bought my cell phone. I paid flat fee, and I don't have a contract. To get the same phone in America, you can get it for free if you sign up for two years at $100 a month. That adds up to $2,400, okay? That's a $2,400 price tag on a phone that I paid way, way less than that for. And even combining with my, what I pay for phone service, I'm still way, way less. Understanding both sides of that equation is very important. So setting up your shopping cart system, setting up the ability to take money, when you're just getting started, at least set up these few payment processors. At least set up Stripe, Square, and a PayPal account. This will allow you to accept money. And as you need to get more sophisticated, you can hook them into different things. You can set up a JVZoo account and connect them. And when you're taking transactions, you can do a little bit of a fee, you can pay that little percentage each transaction, and then when you're ready to go to the next level and you realize, hey, my fees are more than $100 a month, I want to switch to another platform. You can switch to pay Kickstart or Sam Card or other, there's a lot of other shopping carts out there. Those are just having the ones that I'm very familiar with. Pay Kickstart's the one that I use. There are plenty of people that love their own shopping carts and love them for different reasons. So then you can kind of move up as you're ready to do it. I'm all about controlling costs, and this is a way for you to do some amazing things without having to spend a bunch of money up front, without having to overwhelm yourself up front. And the ability to take money is so, so important. I've been in those situations where someone wants to pay another person, the person's like, oh, I don't know how to take money. You just have to hand me cash. <laughs> they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to take a check. 
And of course, you know, you eventually, when I talk about this other places, you do have to set up your business account. You have to get your business tax ID number and do those things as well. Those are all part of the process of getting set up as a business. But for today, what we're really focused on is the ability to take money. And believe me, there's nothing more exciting than the first time someone just gives you money and it magically appears in your bank account. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. To find out how you can get a free copy of my new book, head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now.